My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023, and this is episode 364 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Coffee with Brian, Coffee with Brian. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, Just running a minute behind this morning, had something to take care of before the show that couldn't wait. Ah... FTO Blonde Espresso. Damn, it's good. Damn, damn, damn. Hope everyone is doing well. Looks like Josh got first this morning. Maybe. Kind of first. Because Ryan dropped in and gave us all the history. the hist- All the history we could handle for the day. Let me grab onto that and uh, roll through it real quick here while we get things rolling. Let people stop in before we get to the perfect cup. So, this day in... Oh, let's see. Uh, Only 270 days left in 2023. Only 270 out of 365. Hmm. But when you think about it, 270 isn't that much. Uh, 1614, not 19. 1614, Virginia Native American Pocahontas marries English colonist John Rolfe. Yeah, he never saw the movie, and I never really did. Uh, maybe a really long time ago. The story uh, eludes me for sure, but uh, congratulations to Pocahontas on her uh, nuptials. Uh, 1792, United States President George Washington exercises his authority to veto a bill. This is the first time this power has been used in the United States, and it was not the pocket veto. It was a full-out, straight-out veto. We ain't doing this shit. 1933, President Roosevelt signs two executive orders. Executive orders. Huh. Maybe I'll keep that one in mind for the perfect cup question of the day. Executive order uh, 6101 for the Civilian Conservation Corps and 6102 forbidding the hoarding of gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates by the citizens. And I think we know how that ended up. 1949, St. Anthony's Hospital has a fire in Effingham, Illinois. A 100-bed hospital had a fire, and that claimed 74 people. I've always wondered about natural disasters and um, accidents and things of that nature in hospitals. Um, And also, is there an unspoken rule that um, terrorists don't hit hospitals? Because you'd think that'd be an easy target. Or is it just not as good killing people that are already injured and sick? Uh, and let's see who was born today. Washington Atlee Burpee, Canadian businessman and founder of Burpee Seeds. All you guys getting your seed starters going and you got the Burpee packages. You can uh, thank Mr. Washington Atlee Burpee, who was born today in 1858. Uh, 1891, Arnold Jackson. Arnold Jackson. Oh, no, that was Arnold Drummond. Excuse me. I thought this was from different strokes, but um, he was an English runner, soldier, and lawyer. Uh, he was a 1912 Summer Olympic winner and a brigade brigadier general in the British officers in World War One. And he also rode, played football, and hockey. All right, shit happens. How'd you know, Josh? How'd you know? 
Um, <laughs> morning, Ryan. Thanks for doing the history this morning. That was interesting. Uh, no show prior comments. I think, uh, Josh, I think if you change it to, um, I think if you change it to all chat instead of, um, all chat instead of new chat or something. I think it should show up. Uh, morning, Robin. Sorry you couldn't hang out and uh, glad you'll be listening. Not an effective, super effective target to hit unless you're going for psychological trauma. Uh, very true. Very true. He's talking about the hospitals and... Um, and Ryan says there were some hospitals in the UK that were recently hacked and computers were held for ransom. Does that count as terrorism? Uh, mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay, you're on mobile. That's right. You lay in bed and listen to this. So, hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? How was everybody's Monday and Tuesday? Because it's Wednesday today. <laughs> I know what day it is. I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> It's right there on my notes. Uh, anyway, anyway, we're up at five minutes here. Let's run into that perfect cup question of the day. Knock that out and come back for uh, a little recap on what happened yesterday and what we got coming up today. So with that, let's hit that perfect cup question of the day. All right. It's time again for the 48th edition of the perfect cup of daily question. And my thoughts join the discussion in my telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. I'm also starting to sprinkle the question around my socials and uh, throw a comment in, get your comment heard, get it taken into consideration. I read the question the next morning, go through the community answers and then give my thoughts. And it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Perfect cup question of the day today is, if you could choose just one thing to change about the world, what would it be? You get one thing, you get one wish. That genie comes out of the bottle. He doesn't say you get three wishes. You get one. And you can change the world in one way. What would it be? What would it be? Had some answers in the Telegram group, a lot of answers and discussion in the Telegram group. If you're curious what the discussion is after these comments, you should join it. T.me slash lots chat. Bunch of good people over there. Be talking about Telegram later in my sh morning show. The full show airs every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, about 6 to 640 ish. And starting on Fridays, we will be doing a 10K giveaway every Friday. 10,000 Satoshis given away to a random listener that joins the chat. So the comments in the in the Telegram chat were pretty, I think, pretty, I could have guessed. I think if I, if I read the question to myself and I guessed what people were going to say, there were pretty common answers. And then there were some that I wasn't really expecting, but make complete sense. So Josh, the renegade butcher, said he'd make people born with the balls to think for themselves and question everything. That spiraled into a little discussion about uh, are we born with that or is it just beaten out of us through um, parents, school, work, police, all of that. And I think James said literally it gets beaten out of you by the police, um, at least in his instance. Uh, Chris Dixon says accountability and leadership. Uh, I think he meant as far as all the way up 
to to the top, whoever the leader is, uh, but accountability for people that make decisions. Uh, I think that can go both ways, both in accountability for the decisions they make and also accountability for their actions outside of the decisions they're making, because uh, we usually see people in power, people making decisions in leadership that when they make booby boo-boos, boobies, when they make boobies, um, they don't have to pay the price. They don't have to pay the price often. So yeah, accountability in both the decisions they're making and the accountability for their actions outside of those decisions would be great. Uh, Blueberry says, get rid of child abuse. And we went down a rabbit hole there for a little bit uh, discussing what really is child abuse and what we're trying to get rid of. Uh, it, it's kind of shifted over the years. It's shifted over uh, generations to mean a lot of different things. Uh, I think currently child abuse, you're going to get CPS called on you if your kid gets mad, if you take away his Xbox, shit like that. Um, not all kids. I'm not saying all kids. If the parents are, and it isn't all the parents either. Parents can do everything right. Kid can be influenced in a lot of ways. But I think, I think child abuse is, um, has like everything been, um, been washed out. Um, I'm not sure what the term is. I can't think of it. Uh, but, um, lessened the value of the the meaning of the word has been cheapened uh i think when people scream child abuse it's like um it's like the fire in a fire in a movie theater or the boy that cried wolf um and it's not necessarily the kid crying child abuse i think people people have labeled so many things that are just life lessons or um or character building things and I think it's all got labeled and it's weakened society. So there is a fine line there. Do I want any kid being physically abused, mentally abused, um, viciously mentally abused? Um, and then, then that's where that line, that's where that line comes. Diluted. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is, Ryan. Diluted, cheapened, you know, like that. It's, um, and it's gone it's gone like a pendulum. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze, but it's gone like a pendulum. It's not going to happen. Mm. Don't you hate that shit? Um, watered down, diluted. Yeah, you guys got it. Uh, but it, it's been like a pendulum because a long time ago, not a long time ago, um, relatively, uh, kids, kids, um, we're getting the shit kicked out of them and no one did anything or thought anything of it. So not, not that too terribly long ago, uh, the abuse, the word abuse didn't cover enough. And now it seems like it is swung wholeheartedly the other way and is now, um, has now been diluted into some things that really parents should be able to do to their kids. Um, to to make them better adults but anyway get off child abuse let's get child abuse out of here uh ryan uh Pippenai says uh human forethought to be more active in the brain both short and long term yes yes if people would think through their fucking actions a little bit more uh i think society the world in general would be a better place 
for sure, for sure. Uh, and James Gingerbread Farms uh, had a novel he dropped in here, but it was kind of important. So tells a little story, and I'd like to I would like to uh, share. He says, "People in government, leadership comes from caring about your people." So I think that's the change he would like to make. He would like to make leadership and government actually give a shit about the people that they're leading or uh, or presiding over or whatever. Uh, but as he as he elaborates, he says, as a squad leader, I took care of my guys and sergeants weren't allowed to fuck with them. Did you fuck with me? You better believe it. But the chain of command is sergeant is my boss. I'm the squad's boss. And everyone knew I was keeping the sergeants back. So they did their best for me because they actually they knew I actually cared. Leadership should be hard because you are fighting for your people, not easy because you enslave them. Sergeants and other um, corporals could give orders. Excuse me if I'm getting the, the military terms wrong, could give orders and they had to follow. I would just mention a task needing done and everyone just took care of it. Sometimes my fire, my fire team leaders would be telling me, sorry, you had to say anything. I should have done it anyway. He says, I don't know. I just hope someone, some one of those guys went on to lead like me. And I'm sure they did, James. And if not in a direct leadership role, they, they accumulated those skills from watching you and following you and learning from you. And that's what a, a good leader does, passes on those traits and skills. Thanks, man. Thanks for being a stand-up guy, and thanks for um, thanks for for bringing that um, that perspective here to this com- this conversation. And I think, yeah, if if leadership and and people in power um, gave a shit about their their people they were controlling, uh, it would be great. And that kind of leads into the thing I would change. I get a choice too, I guess. And uh, if I could change one thing about the world, what would it be? I think it would be the need for control, the need for control, Um, the need to control anything other than you. And if you decide that you you are not in control of yourself, that's fine. That's fine. Um, You know, higher power, all that thing, whatever people believe what they believe. But if there wasn't this innate desire to control others in the world, I think the world would be a much better place. Would you have war if you weren't trying to control other people? I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, they say the love of money is the root of all evil. I think that um, trying to control other people could be pretty evil too. So, uh, Josh over in the comments says, people didn't call it abuse when children were being trained for war at seven or eight, but today you can't misgender someone without assault charges. Correct. That's, that's, that's what I mean. Um, and he also says there's a huge difference between leading and being a dictator. Leadership is blazing a path and showing an example, not controlling those who choose another way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, military is one thing, though. Um, it's kind of set up to be the same. You do what you're told when you're told, uh, and that's why it's an effective machine. Uh, but yes, I definitely get your point about leadership and um, leading by example. <coughs> and uh, other than leading from in front instead of behind is one uh, one way I've seen it put very effectively. So 
Anyway, <clears throat> that's a lot to change in the world. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. It's a Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, we will be back with another perfect qu question of the day. If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the show, definitely drop them in the comments on any of the posts you see. Answer the question, and I will take them into consideration. Or best yet, join the Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat t.me slash lots chat type that into your browser it'll, it'll take you to telegram or you can download the app on the app store or google play download it load it in search lots chat and uh request to join i'll have to approve you to join but that's to keep the spammers out and to keep the group nice and fun nice and fun Anyway, this has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. Be sure to check out theperfectcup.shop and thelothsproject.com for all your coffee needs. I did put up a brand new coffee mug tomorrow for all you cryptocurrency and Bitcoin fans. Head on over to the website and check it out. It's under coffee mugs. Scroll down until you see the big math formula. It's a sweet mug. Josh has got one on the way. Josh has one on the way. All right. Well, that's been another episode. So let's get back to the main show. Who change one thing, guys. Change one thing. There's a lot of difference, a lot of nuances in those, but they all um I think they all stemmed from dominance of other people. Uh controlling dominance or interaction with other people. Nobody I guess the question leads leads you to think about everybody else and not yourself, but uh no one said that the change starts with you. <laughs> oh, man. Hope you all had a good Tuesday. Hope you all had a good Tuesday. I did. I did. I uh, I had a great Tuesday uh, the way it ended up at the end. I'm going to talk about that a little later. Uh, the, the nightcap was perfect for sure. For sure. But anyway, I'm going to go back and talk to a topic I had on from yesterday that I'd never got to. And um, it's a big one. It's a big one for sure. And yeah, both literally and figuratively, it is a big thing in our life. And that's dog poop. Dog poop. Anybody that has a dog knows the whole fun about dog poop. You pick it up. You got to get rid of it. You step in it. They do it in the house. They do it when you don't want to. They got to go out all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I got a 170-pound St. Bernard. 160-pound St. Bernard. And 100 and... What's silky? Like 130-ish. Yeah, I got one shaking the, the camera up and down. That is not your eyes. That is not your screen. That's my Norman down by my feet, itching his head. Sure is. Anyway, they poop. They poop a lot. They poop a lot. They poop a lot. Um, they poop often and a lot at the time. Uh, Hillbilly remembers when dog poop turns white. Yeah, well, that's the problem. That's the problem. So... As we're traveling around the country, and it hasn't been a problem lately, but as we've been traveling, um, that's one thing we have to figure out what to do. When you're at a campsite, you're at um, you're at somebody's private property. Um, we've stayed a few different places. You have to work with them to decide what they want you to do with their dog poop, with your dog poop, not their dog poop. It's yours. 
well, is it really mine? Um, <laughs> yeah, Ryan says, I can see Jurassic Park. That's one big pile of crap. Yes, yes, yes. Well, anyway, so for the winter, it was great. We were down in, in Navasota. We were at a big 400 anchor, acre, anchor, 400 acre former cattle ranch. They did horses there. They had horse riding trails, uh, lots of woods. We were parked in a field. So guess what? We could take the dogs wherever we wanted. And as long as they didn't shit like right on a path. And even if they did, like there were plenty of times I was walking along and there'd be horse shit because the horses walked on all the paths. But our dogs are very good at getting off the path. Like serious. I am very impressed. And we didn't teach him to do this. Not one of the three we taught to do this. But more often than not, if you're walking even down a grass path and you're walking, they will pull off to the side and poop off the path, which is fantastic when as long as it's off the path, you don't have to worry about it. Now, this has been. Um, yeah, yeah, Josh asked about the fire ants. And that's another thing. We actually realized that in in Texas, uh, if they poop anywhere near a fire ant hole, the fire ants will actually eat the poop like super fast, like by the next day, two days later, we we're going to try to get a video of it, but it just didn't work out. Uh, I couldn't put the video camera out for that long and keep battery on it. But anyway, anyway, it's been really nice. It's been really nice. They, they poop. We haven't had to deal with it. Um, even if we had at that place, there's a dumpster. Fine. The next place we went, um, we had uh, a, a street to walk them on, a very country rural street with ditches. There were garbage all through the ditches and all sorts of stuff. So I wasn't really concerned that my dog poop was in the ditch. Uh, um, the next next place we were at, I was walking them up a mountain uh, out in the woods and this and that. It was great. Well, here we are on gravel. We're on a big old gravel pad. We walk them in this open grass field, but that's where other people walk their dogs to. And we don't want to be those people that don't pick up their dog shit because we are kind of in a public-ish area. And I haven't really talked to the guy. I'm sure he'd be like, oh yeah, just leave it there. He doesn't realize the size. That's another thing when we talk to people about our dogs, they don't realize the sheer size of them. Uh, both when we're like, oh, yeah, we got some big dogs. They're like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you show up and they're like, holy, wow, yeah. Uh, they also don't realize the size of the poop um, when they say, oh, just leave it where it is. I got three of them and we're going to be here for a week. That's, oh, let's see. Clyde po poops twice in the morning and either once in the afternoon or once in the evening. Walter is like two or three times a day and Norman is two or three times a day. So, Let's see, that's six, uh, that's like 50 poops in a week. That's a lot of poop, a lot of poop. Well, anyway, anyway, we have been picking it up and we realize something. Well, I realize something. And Corey, Corey thinks that I'm, I'm like faking this. I think she doesn't anymore. I've, I've consistently done this while laughing while interacting that she i think believes that it's it's not a, a a voluntary function but anytime i feel smell the dog shit like this could be when we're walking in the woods uh when we're walking anywhere i don't have to pick it up when they poop i start gagging like involuntary gagging um can't stop 
can't stop until the smell dissipates at least a little. And my dog has some, they have some really smelly, smelly, smelly poo. So yeah, she gets a, she gets a big giggle when I have to pick it up every day. Um, and so I try to let them sit and linger for, uh, for the day. So I'll take them out in the morning and then I'll go back and re-pick them up in the afternoon. But even the act of picking it up, you, you smell it. Like, it's not like our guys, let's just say aren't, they aren't constipated. They don't need any stool softeners, usually. Even when it's solid, it's quite not. So the smell, the smell just comes back. Now, I was trying to figure out where this visceral gagging reflex has come from. And I said, oh, oh, it was Poopapalooza. Poopa Palooza was what started this off. And if you go back and watch the Poopa Palooza videos, the dash cam videos from when Walter had um, had a large amount of accident in the back seat while we were driving through Spokane, the middle of Spokane, um, and he shit all over his brothers and all over the back of the, the truck while we were driving and could not pull over. We got the audio of that on dash cam. Um, you will definitely hear the gagging that I'm talking about. Um, that's happening through the whole video. And I was like, I think that's when it started. Because I don't remember when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I picked up dog poop for money. I picked it up because I didn't want my ass kicked. Um, whatever. Whatever. I picked up lots of dog poop. It was fine. Never had a problem with it. I actually had dog poop land in my mouth. When I was riding my bike behind a friend and he ran through, uh, rolled through a thing of dog poop and it shot it up and it hit me in the face and I got some in my mouth when I was a kid. No problem. No problem. Josh says in the comments, oh no. Yeah. Oh yes. Find that video on TikTok. If you go to the lostproject.com or the Lost Project on TikTok, it's my top pinned videos, I think is part one, two, and three of Poopapalooza. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube. Just search Poopapalooza. It's all one word. It's like Lollapalooza, but with poop. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was talking to Corey. I was like, hey, is this where this started? She's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't know where it started, but you gagged plenty. See, Walter, one thing you don't know about St. Bernard's is they have very, very sensitive stomachs very sensitive stomachs they also very stubborn and do whatever the hell they want so walter is one of the ones that you know he'll bug you to go outside when he doesn't need to especially when we were back at the farm and he could just get let out the let out the door and run um and he would just sit at the door and want to go out want to go out want to go out so you have to determine does he actually have to go out or not well, he would eat something that, that wasn't necessarily bad, like it's stuff we give him, change his food, put something different with his food. We always give them a supplemental something with their dry food. And we would give them stuff that maybe just didn't sit right. And um, yeah, he would, he would actually have to go. And if we ignored him, he would just go on the floor. Like literally like, stare at you while he did it, kind of, sometimes. 
Um, <laughs> Renegade Butcher says, it's my party and I'll shit if I want to. Yeah, that was his theory. That was his theory. So uh, there were plenty of times that I was cleaning stuff up in the house. Um, and yes, Corey does recall correctly. I was gagging, gagging crazy, gagging like crazy. So I don't know where it started. I don't know where it started, but uh, I remember as a kid, it did not bother me. Now it does. And yeah, you can watch me walking around the the, the um, campground holding the bags way out because once they're in the, we use, oh, here's the other thing I wanted to mention. What do you guys use for poop bags? You use those little blue ones that come on a roll and you clip them on your, clip them on your dog leash and they have a little feeder. Uh, maybe they have cute little patterns on them like dog bones and shit like that. Yeah, you want to know what we use? Fucking plastic shopping bags. Plastic shopping bags is what we use to pick up our dog shit. Because those other bags, we would use like four of them. The little blue bags, they're so cute. And you carry them and you're like, ha ha, ha I got my dog poop, I picked it up. No, I got a garbage, or like a, a, a freaking t-shirt bag. Like the the grocery shopping bags that I have to pick up, pick up my dog shit with, and then carry them around for the rest of the walk. And people are like, "Oh, did you go to the store and get your lunch?" Mm-hmm, sure did. Oh, <sighs> dog poop, dog poop. Another reason why. Another reason why this will be um, a one time adventure with these large. Gross animals. <laughs> Love them. Love them. Shit sandwiches. <laughs> Pippin Eyes says shit sandwiches. The world's big shit sandwich. It's just going to matter how big a bite you got to take. If you guys have watched Drawn Together, that's, uh, that's a good show. That's a good show. Highly recommend it. Check out Drawn Together. If you're a fan of um, messed up shit like that's on this show, you're going to like Drawn Together. <coughs> excuse me i never did get rid of that sneeze that's not good that's gonna come flying back out of nowhere and uh, i think you guys might end up getting to hear and see it but uh, it's not coming right now and i can't force it can't force a sneeze can't force a sneeze for sure anyway that is uh that is uh, my dog poo um my dog poo scenario for this morning so yeah gag josh is uh yeah, I need 55 gallon contractor bags. No, that's for our poo. That's what we put our poo in when I changed our poo. And that's the other thing. Corey's like, you don't gag when you change the composting toilet. And I don't. I don't. Well, most of the time. I would say 95% of the time I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. There's sometimes when it was like sewage when we were having our issues over the winter, um, that it was pretty rough. But um Nine times out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, that uh, composting toilet is just fine. And Josh says, I need to squeeze my left thumb. If you guys don't know, you can get rid of your gag reflex by squeezing your left thumb. No shit. No shit. We've tried it. I didn't try it. Corey and Josh both tried it. They were like trying to make themselves gag and throw up at the at our barbecue. Um, and no shit. Squeeze your left thumb. It'll uh, It'll work. It'll work. Uh, Josh says the dog poo isn't quite composted. Yeah, not quite. Not in like four or five hours, but 
Anyway, last night I was uh, sitting around watching the uh, Renegade Butcher's live feed uh, with Kyle, the other butcher he has on um, every now and then to talk butchering and butchery and um, cutting shit up, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but I was sitting there peeking at that and I looked down at my phone, a telegram message that uh, a co-worker of mine, an old co-worker of mine from, uh, from the gas station uh, job, the gas station repair job, join Telegram. Um, if you don't know what Telegram is, you should join it. You should join my chat, t.me slash lots chat, t.me slash lots chat. Telegram's great. Uh, it's a messaging app. It's got uh, groups and uh, chats and channels and private messaging and secured private messaging and all sorts of fun stuff. Options. They're constantly updating it. I really like it. Uh, it's probably the majority of my social media interaction um, at least social media interaction with people I, I interact with directly, um, not just posting videos and, and waiting for comments and views, but interactive. Uh, it's great. It's great. I love telegram, but anyway, one of the features is if people are in your phone book, um, and their phone number pings on telegram, you get a notification. Hey, X, Y, Z join telegram, blah, blah, blah. And if you have their number stored in your contacts in Telegram, because it's based on your phone number, when you sign up, you give them your phone number. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, you give them your phone number. So this phone number joined and it said, let's just say Brad G. Brad G uh, joined Telegram. And I'm like, oh, sweet. We used to bust balls. We had a good time. It, it was uh, that blue collar worker we've talked so much about, um, that mentality. And so I found a cool little GIF there. Uh, GIFs are fun on Telegram for sure. Uh, and it was probably appropriate for our relationship that we had um, between us. Like he would have, he would have laughed and, um, and found it very funny. So I sent that off and no reply. And I'm like, oh, he's just new to the app. He probably doesn't know who I am. I didn't know if he had my personal number stored because when we worked together, we both had a work phone and a personal cell phone. I had both his numbers. Um, and yeah, sent the GIF away. If somebody random got it, it might have been a little off-putting from a stranger. Um, and so I sat and waited and waited. And I went back in to check to see if he saw it. Cause there's confirmation messages. Um, <laughs> Josh says cool little gif. Yeah. He saw which one I sent him, but all of a sudden I look and it is a female's picture for the profile. And it says his name with a different picture. And so I reach out to another coworker on text message and I was like, Hey, what's his phone number? And he sends it. And I look at my phone book and I was like, that's what I have for him. What the fuck? Well, Come to find out, I had two phone numbers for him, two separate contacts in there. One was his personal cell that he probably texted me, and I, I, um, and I put it in as his name. And then the other was his work phone, which I had probably grabbed from my work phone and put it in there when I had my phone, my work phone die or something, and I needed to get a hold of him. So I quick put it over there, and I think it was spelled wrong. So two different contacts. Well. Looks like uh, they got rid of his number on their cell phone plan and uh, some random girl uh, got Brad's number 
and whoopsie, whoopsie, they joined Telegram, and the first thing they got was a gift from me. Anyway, I uh, I, I text I text him on his uh, the number that I know is correct, and he wrote back and uh, had an awesome conversation. Hadn't talked to him since we launched, at least, um, and probably a little bit before that. I think the last I talked to him was right about the time that I was let go from that position. He had gone long before me, but uh, yeah, he reached out at that point because he thought it was pretty hilarious. But no, we had a good conversation, caught up and everything, so it was good. It brought us back together, but I just don't know. I don't know if I need to send this girl another message and be like, whoopsie, sorry, or just leave it. Josh says, you're the reason there's so many dead accounts on Telegram. Yeah, I think if I joined and the first thing that happened was some random number sent me the gift I sent her, um, I might be like, yeah, this app's not for me. Probably not. Probably not for me. Well, it would be for me. Uh, if I was a random girl, it probably wouldn't be, but anyway, that was cool because I got to connect back with, uh, with a buddy and, uh, also another one from that job. And we, all three of us were bullshitting last night and it was kind of fun. So, so that was good. That was good. Made a mistake, but it worked out in the end and somebody hopefully got a laugh out of it. Uh, other than that, last night, more trips down memory lane, um, I mentioned yesterday that I went snow goose hunting down in this area about a decade ago. Uh, went to Max Prairie Wings the other day. Uh, randomly ended up next to it when I had to go to Tractor Supply. And yeah, so in the searching, in the searching of uh, the local area, looking for places to eat, uh, local food. Corey and I try to experience a little bit of local food every place we stop. And uh we found this Nick's barbecue and catfish. And I was like, that sounds really familiar. I pulled up the Google listing and saw the front of the building. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I do remember this place. We went to lunch there on one of our snow goose days, snow goose hunting days. And I think it was six ish of us uh, pretty much ordered everything on the menu. Uh, they had a bunch of combination dinner platters. And I think between the six of us, we had every uh, combination of barbecue that the place had on the table. Uh, and I think some that they weren't even intending on serving, but, uh, yeah, we ordered a shitload and we ate it all. We ordered more and, uh, they looked at us like we were crazy, but like Josh mentioned, it could have been the fact that we were just absolutely starving or it could have been the fact that the food is really good. Well, I can confirm unless they got really good in the last decade, it is still really good. It is still really, really good. Corey and I ordered up a couple dinners and I went and got them, brought them home. It was like 15 minutes away. Uh, it was not piping hot by any means. And it was still fantastic. It was still really fantastic. Uh, because of those dog poops, we couldn't, uh, couldn't go and eat and, um, spend the time there. We had to go and get it and bring it back, but definitely really good. Still, uh, enjoyed it. We got uh, fried catfish and pulled pork, um, some specialty mac and cheese. That's their house special mac and cheese and uh, French fries. It was good. It was really good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, definitely five stars on the lots foodie map. Correct. For sure. Five stars. And um, the night we got here, we, we grabbed pizza. There was a little pizza place that uh, had five stars on it in town here. And we really didn't want to cook. So we grabbed pizza the first night we were here. And that's a five star too. So if you're ever near Hayes and 
uh hazen arkansas i think it's where we're near check out nick's catfish barbecue and catfish and uh will's pizzeria will's pizzeria is uh some good pizza it looked like they had good pasta and everything too but their thin cut thin cut thin crust pizza was definitely a will order again if needed uh so that was fun got to relive a decade ago and have that uh, nick's barbecue and catfish and i'm trying to come up with a jingle to uh, parrot uh, jones barbecue and foot massage because that was stuck in my head as soon as I started uh, saying Nick's Barbecue. I was like, Nick's Barbecue and Catfish Store. No, it didn't work. Didn't work. Corey's like, Catfish Store? What's that? Is it like a bait shop or something? Yeah. Didn't work, but maybe someday I'll come up with something as brilliant as Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Um, and if you don't know what that is, just put it into YouTube and uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, what else is on the list? Hey, guys, I had a Facebook reel blow up, like blow up Facebook. Ignored it for the longest time. I was like, nah, not really my deal. I didn't enjoy using it as a um, as a user of the service. Um, and I had an account. I had an account for the Lots Project. We had an account for Happy Hills. Corey had a pretty decent account for Baby Walter. Still does. Uh, but Facebook kind of left us, you know like everybody, everybody. I mean, I didn't use it, but I had the account. So I was like, okay, I'll just start throwing uh, my podcast posts up, item of the day up, this and that. Um, <laughs> Nick's Barbecue and Catfish Lodge. I like it, Josh. Anyway, it was, uh, it was an afterthought every day. It was one of the stops on the copy paste train of putting it on all my social media accounts. And then I started talking to, I think it was Toolman Tim, actually, and he was telling me all the success he was having with Reels and um, and Facebook, and that he rebranded, which uh, really dropped his, his follower count, um, but then he started building with Reels, and the account started taking off. So I was like, all right, all right, I hear you, I hear you. Reels, if you don't know, are like the Facebook equivalent of TikTok or uh, YouTube shorts. So I started messing around with it. Uh, since I was doing TikTok anyway, anytime I did a uh, gravestone, a headstone TikTok, or a, a Lost Project TikTok, I would just upload it to YouTube also. Or uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. I would upload it to YouTube and Facebook and TikTok. Well, Facebook is weird i would be i would watch the views and i would get very trickling 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 um and i would end up you know anywhere between 50 and 100 views and i'm like eh, you know it takes a couple seconds i wasn't getting a lot of traction with it or anything but then i kept doing it and i would watch and i would watch the older videos like the ones that had been there for a week and all of a sudden they'd sneak up to like 500 views and 700 views and a thousand views and a lot of them would would kind of peak out around that thousand between a thousand and five thousand some would peak out at 500 some would peak out at 100 but they were long tail like they would get views continually whereas TikTok would shoot up right away or in the first day or two and then that was it Maybe a few few weeks later, we might you might end up getting some views, or one might take off, but just randomly. YouTube was the same. 
Um, it's like a hit it and quit it type of thing. Like you get your pop, whether it's the first day, three days later, um, you will get traction and then it's done. It's, it's short, it's short, it's quick. Um, so I've been watching the Facebook. I just keep putting them up, keep putting them up. I'm starting to accumulate followers from them. Uh, just like YouTube shorts are where you're going to find your followers. You're going to get your followers. And then your long format is your content. Uh, and yeah, holy shit, guys. I think the most I ever I had on a, on a Facebook reel was like 5,000. That was my best one. I checked this morning before I jumped on the show. And one that I posted like a week ago, over a week ago, it went from like 89 yesterday morning to 175,000 by this morning. I've gained 150 plus used followers from the one video. Like Facebook gives you those stats. It's got 300 and some likes on the video. That was more than the followers I had before the video started to take off. Huh. Yeah. Yay. I looked at it. I can't tell the fucking difference between that one and any of the other ones that have 400 views. No idea. Don't know why. Don't know why. I can't figure it out. I'll look again today. I've stopped really trying to figure it out because it drives me insane because it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. But I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. And unfortunately, my 175,000 view video has a music violation and cannot be monetized. But eh, it's gaining followers. It's gaining a lot of followers. 30% more. Uh, my followers up 30% in one day because of that video. Hey, if you're trying to grow something, uh, think about short format con short format content for sure. For sure. Morning, Mike. Philippine Nomad. Good morning as I'm getting ready to wrap up. Impeccable timing, my man. Impeccable timing. Anyway, head on over to Facebook. If you don't follow us on Facebook, even if you don't use it, that follow uh, that follow definitely helps. Um, they all do. They all do. Eyes, views, follows, shares. They all are a way to help the small content creators as they're growing, for sure. So not just me, all of the great content creators in this community help them out by pushing their stuff, sharing their stuff, following their stuff, viewing their stuff. Um, yeah, that's the easy thing you can do for us. Anyway, let's hit that item of the day and get out of here. Holy crap, we're at 45 minutes. I got a recorded interview this morning and I got to do um I got to do some uh some prep still <laughs> and let the dogs out and all sorts of fun stuff. When you throw those interviews in early when they book them early, it uh it throws things for a loop. But anyway, item of the day today is uh my manual coffee grinder. I use it every morning to grind up my coffee. It is just a ceramic burr coffee grinder, just like the Mueller. Um, I think this one is a Par City. They change names left and right. I think they're all Chinese, Chinese knockoffs of each other, but they change generic names. I've found that the generic Mueller um, or whatever similar brand, the double walled stainless French presses, they're all relatively the same. I've had two. They were two different brands. They were the exact same thing. Same thing with these grinders. From looking at them, it's the same thing. Manufactured in the same factory. Put a little different label on it. But the Par City, I believe, is the one I put the link to. It's a ceramic burr coffee grinder. Comes with an extra bottom uh, jar. Basically, you weigh up your coffee in the top. You spin the handle. 
and it grinds down into the jar. It's easy. It works. It works. It doesn't break. There's no batteries. There's no plug. You can do it anywhere. Love it. Love it. Check it out. If you're looking for a coffee grinder, maybe just to use every once in a while, if you get some premium coffee, premium air roasted coffee, like you can find at the perfectcup.shop or at thelotsproject.com. But if you want to do it right, slow grind that with your hands, man. Squeeze the beans till they explode and burst out the flavor. Hand grinding is the way to go. I tell you, you will be able to tell the difference. It doesn't take that long. Check it out. Check out Hand Grinder over there. They're in the video notes, in the audio notes. And if you don't need a new coffee grinder, but you need to do some shopping on Amazon, please use that link to start your shopping. Once you hit that and head on over to Amazon, all your stuff you buy gets us a little kickback. It's an easy way to support us by just doing the shopping you're going to do anyway. So I appreciate that. Other than that, you can find me at thelotsproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value Exchange podcast players. Hey, it's hump day, guys. Knock it out. I got to get going. I got to get this interview uh, interview prep done and uh, get these dogs for a walk so they can poop and I can gag when I pick it up. I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, hey, we will talk to you tomorrow. I can see the light.